What's up, OBB fam? It is Toast. And when it came to their tagline, the Ed Morse Automotive Group could have said anything, but they went with Backed by Morse. They want their customers to know that when they buy from Ed Morse, they are backed by Ed Morse. And right now, during the Get Backed event, every vehicle is on sale and backed by Morse. New vehicles are backed by Morse with price protection promises. All used vehicles are on sale and backed by Morse with thorough inspections and warranties. Even your service is backed by Morse with a price match guarantee. Shop hundreds of new, used, and certified pre-owned vehicles, all the best makes and models, all on sale, and all backed by Morse. Ed Morse even has your back with low finance rates on all your favorite vehicles, and you already know their lower finance rates mean lower monthly car payments. So make this the year you get backed by Morse. Shop an amazing selection of vehicles with unbeatable deals all backed by Morse. Find a location nearest you and go to edmorse.com today. But remember, you're only backed by Morse when you buy from Morse. It's a new era, games fans. Welcome to the journey back to the top. It's touchdown Miami. This is the Force Up Podcast. Here's Marsh and Jordan. They're making it look easy. What up, what up, what up, Canes fans? It is the Force Up Podcast. It is third Thursday. It May. is a Thursday. What day is it? The 12th? 12th. I think it's the 12th. It's the 12th of May, or, yep, and uh, currently I am refraining from watching the Heat game because in the second quarter, things kind of took a turn for the worse, so I'm trying not to get my anger levels too high while doing this because this is a happy occasion recording this podcast. Jordan, how are you? What's going on? Just working, man. Just grinding, you know, as the bros would say, just grinding. <laughs> just grinding and cashing checks. Yeah. You know, <laughs> cash and checks and snap and necks. That's right. Okay. Nothing says uh, nothing says snap and necks like selling paper. <laughs> you are you are like a real life version of Jim Halpert. That's right. Yeah, I'm Andrew Bernard in the flesh. <laughs> Did you, were you an Office fan? Yeah, I I I'm rewatching it again. Uh huh. It's it's so funny if because I see a lot of office hate, especially on yeah. Kane's Twitter. I don't know what's wrong with you, you people, but um, I, the hate that the office gets from Kane's Twitter and just people in general, I don't get it. People say it's not funny. I don't know who like who raised you, but <laughs> well, I'm sorry. It's it's one of the greatest shows of all time. I have a take on this, actually. So. I feel like it's become so polarizing because so many people have made the office their personality. Like I know we've joked before that like on dating apps, it's, I don't know if this is a thing outside of Utah, but if you get on a dating app in Utah, like girls, like their personality is I can quote the office. Like that's their personality type. That's, that's it really what, is. That's what they put out into the world. It's like, all you need to know about me is that I can quote the office. And then they actually can't. <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah. But you get what I'm saying. Do it. It's like yeah, then I start day. spitting out all these quotes. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, I don't remember that." Yeah, it's like people use it as a personality type. It's like I watch The Office, so I'm cool or funny. You know, I'm funny because I watch The Office. It is, a, bro. That is a Utah thing. Yeah, I don't so, know why. Like, I I know I, for those listening, I know that Jordan and I we talk a lot about Utah just because I feel like Utah has such a distinct sense of humor. Yeah. Um, but The Office is 
one of the greatest things to happen yeah. to like Utah just because it it connected so well. Yeah. And bro, like in high school and college, I remember like the episode that Michael Scott, like his last episode, that was a big deal around my yeah. high school. Yeah. Um, but so anyways, like people like it's become polarizing. And then, you know, obviously people need to zag on that. Right. So it's either the greatest thing in the world or right. Yeah. Cause that's how humans are. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I there's, fall, there's no in between. Here, here's the thing: it's like I fall somewhere in the middle, um, in the sense that I have seen The Office from front to back like three times. Yeah. However, I would not put it in my top three, maybe even top five sitcoms. Wow, wow. it's really good though. Don't get me wrong, bro. Like the seasons, like four through six. Four through seven, just the writing is so good. Yeah. It's a great like, show. Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I've seen it three times. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I'm not a guy who rewatches. Three, pick number not. three, my lord. Yeah. So. I've been watching Shrek, too. <laughs> Classic. I had, bro, I had a week off, and I just watched so many movies. I watched 42 for the first time. That's the Jackie Robinson, right? I just saw it for the first yeah, time. That's a good movie. It's a great movie. It is a really, really good movie. Yeah. Uh, watched Ray. Yeah. Also, I I can't remember Ray very well. I know I've seen it, but it's like very I saw sad. It back when it came out. Yeah. It's incredibly sad. Like yeah, uh, yeah. But I don't know, man. Life is good. Last week here in Mississippi, then a quick trip to South Florida. Nice. And um, I'm I'm bound for the promised land after that. Cool. Yeah. I'm, uh, did I tell you that I'm going to FSU? I'm buying my ticket this week. Well, I have my game tickets. I have my lodging arrangements. I'm buying my plane ticket this week. Okay. Well, so. maybe, uh, you know, if I'm living in um, Salt Lake at the time, maybe we can fly out together. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. I'm going to take uh, a direct flight from JetBlue, so. Ooh. Oh, yeah. JetBlue. Yeah, they have those big seats that I can fit in. So, I'm too <laughs> JetBlue or Delta. If, it, yeah. if it's neither of those two, I ain't flying. Dude, I flew from JFK to London on, like, American Airlines. Yeah. And, like, so I'm, I'm a big dude. Like both of my hips were touching the freaking armrests and my sh- one shoulder was touching the side of the plane. So I was in a window seat. The other shoulder was touching the person next to me oh. and my knees were touching the back of the seat in front of me. Cause I'm tall. And you are uh, tall. You are I, tall. dude, I almost died of like, well, I fell asleep and then I woke up and like had a panic attack almost. Cause everything I own was touching something. Bro, like, I, I remember um, my worst flight. I remember I had to fly a red eye from Miami, not Fort Lauderdale, but Miami airport, which is far worse on Mm -hmm. spirit airlines, a red eye middle seat to Vegas. Oh no, 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 not to Vegas to LAX. Oh my gosh. And, and I thought, that you are you like i don't know if you like you know what i'm saying you've been on long flights you you're well traveled 
Yeah. Um, like when you're on hour three of like a five, six hour flight, you really like the thought is in your head. I may never get down. <laughs> I know, especially on like Spirit Airlines or just like a budget airline like that. Yeah, I swear. Like they're just like, char- they're, they're just yeah. like, ugh, I, I hate Dude. it. If you ever awful. do the uh, if you ever do like the traveling Europe shtick, just like there's there's a few airline companies like Ryanair is one of them. Wizz Air is another one that they will reel you in with like twenty nine dollars from London to Milan, you know, and you're like, that's a great deal. Well, you get on the plane and you realize why it was only twenty nine dollars. Bad. It's, it's because it's like. Yeah, I mean. It's it's similar to like Spirit or Frontier, but a little bit worse. Oof. Yeah, like one of the hardest flights I've ever done was a three-hour flight from London to Tallinn, Estonia, on Wizz Air, it, and it was only three hours. But I felt like I was going to die. <laughs> it was I had a buddy. Crazy. I had a buddy play professional basketball in Estonia. That's that'd be cool. It's, and he said it, it was really pretty. Dude, Estonia is one of the coolest places I've been, for sure. Cool, cool, cool. Well, well, you have a guest, and he he just asked if he could push it back 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, dude, look at how swagged out I am right now. Bro, I was just going to, I was just going to, also, side, side question, Mm -hmm. um, when are we, when are we going to be able to do this live? I don't know. We need to talk to Toast. If, I think it was, like, uh. I think they're going to get things really ramped up here in the next few months. I don't know if it's in it like uh, the middle of summer or like two weeks from now. <laughs> I don't want to be giving any deadlines away. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but like, I think, you know, when like OBB legend launches and they're going full bore, I think this is going to be live and accessible on YouTube. Awesome. So we'll be able to see how beautiful you are. Yes, yes. How the top part of my head is shaved off from my phone, and how <laughs> I'm in my boxers. But <laughs> don't stand up. Jk, please. jk, jk. Um, but yeah, but yeah. Oh, um, we need to talk about our merch. Yeah, you guys can't see this. I'm wearing a yeah. fours up T-shirt, and it's beautiful. Looks great. And I'm wearing an about the fans hat, and drinking from my about the fans tumbler. That cup but, is awesome. It is, dude. I I actually love this. I I wasn't a big Tumblr guy before I ordered this, and uh, now I'm a Tumblr guy. Yeah. So as you guys know, um, we mer- we have some merchandise with uh, with our boy AB about the fans. Uh, Jordan and I have tweeted it out several times. Awesome shirts. Um, my favorite one is the Mario era with the schedule yeah. on the back. So um, cool, man. Yeah, Triblend, Triblend too. Yep. So. <laughs> yeah, whatever a few dude so i kid you not i opened up my package of fours up shirts the uh the fours up t-shirt design that looks like the seven up logo yes i wore that to a movie i went and saw the incredible weight of massive talent or whatever that's called uh-huh. wizards, that wizards of waverly place yeah <laughs> and uh kid you not very first i walked into the theater and the first person i saw was like that's a cool shirt what podcast is it really my podcast sir yeah it's probably one of my friends that i paid to say that (laughs) yeah yeah i'm like go go stalk jordan out yeah 
but no, yeah, guys, go get um, some some shirts. We also have we also have uh, a shirt honoring Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets. Yeah, Jimmy Buckets, um, that's that a is great a, shirt. Bro, that's a design that AB and I came up with two years yeah. ago. Yeah, when the Heat were uh, were making their playoff run in the bubble, and I'm glad that it's finally out. So, Heat fans, as we are getting through the second round, hope God willing, to the third round uh, to the Eastern Conference Finals, go get yourself a Jimmy Bucket shirt. And Canes fans, go get some some Kane shirts. And we are going to be wheeling out some new design ideas so yeah. be on the lookout for that um about yeah. the fans you guys all follow him and if you're not go follow our boy ab on twitter so yep and uh i know from the grapevine that a fours up hat should be available soon yes 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 yeah so. we're big hat guys we are big hat guys my um, I, my puppy in the background is i i bought a uh a shelf mm-hmm. for this house big boy purchase i bought a shelf and my as i look behind me my puppy has destroyed the box and <laughs> nice. is oh, she's such a little bastard um <laughs> but as as far as i mean right now um as we start this off season thing. Obviously I, I feel like the start of the off season right after the spring game is really the most boring time to be a college football fan because there's, there's really nothing going on. Obviously, um, you know, Robinson, the wide receiver from UCF, he who's in the portal, he's visiting Miami right now. Um, but other than that, you know, it looks like Jordan Addison is going to go to USC. Yeah. And it's just a lot of recruiting, man. Um, a lot, a lot of, of talk about tampering and college football. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of boring stuff right now. I do hope we get what, – what's the kid from U, or, uh, UCF? I, I John Robinson? He's, yeah, he's good. He's so, very good. Yeah. I, and uh, I hopefully, hopefully, from what I'm hearing – I'm not going to say from what I'm hearing or anything like that, but I think Miami – um, is looking good in his quote-unquote recruitment from the transfer portal. Yeah. Uh, he technically has two years left of eligibility, but I nice. think he said that he was going to go – he wants to just play one and then go to the pros. So, yeah. obviously, Miami – um, yeah. So, Miami obviously needs um, another receiver, too, to really help their chances in winning the Coastal in Mario's first year. Getting a guy like Robinson would be very, very beneficial for that. So, yeah, I don't know, man. But besides that, like, uh, it's just recruiting, man. It's just recruiting yeah. and a lot of uh, preseason polls, and you know how that goes. We're going to get into some betting odds uh, that just got released for the Miami-Texas A&M game. Um, that's going on. The NBA playoffs. It's been a- yeah. I, I want to ask you about the heat real quick. Yes, yes. So, I mean, with our next guest, we're definitely going to talk some basketball. But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, specific to the Heat, like, you know, obviously it was like, what, almost two months ago, Jimmy had that on-the-court thing with Udonis Haslam. Yep. And there were some reports that Jimmy, like, might be somewhat disgruntled and was kind of playing it by ear to see how his future at the Heat went. Do you buy any of that as a Heat fan? I don't, man. I, I really don't. Like, I, I think he fits perfectly yeah. 
into the Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra formula. Yeah. And I mean, and after the way he has played yeah. this postseason, do, do we really see him going anywhere else? Yes. To the jazz for Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. I do. I'm just praying. Like, so the okay. heat. Yeah. Okay. So don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Jimmy Butler is a better player than Donovan Mitchell for sure. Not no question, but I am hoping so badly that Jimmy's just like, I'm out because he's a crazy person. You know, I mean, Jimmy is a crazy person. In he the really best is. Way. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's an insane person. I'm just hoping that he's done. And then the heat are just like, well, 25 year old all-star. Okay. Sure. Well, I mean, the tweet came out that, uh, that the heat are quote unquote monitoring yeah. the Donovan Mitchell situation. I mean, can I burst your guys' bubble though? I mean, well, let me just say that this morning, um, I don't know what time text sent that or toast sent that text, yeah. but he did send us a screenshot of that, uh, of that tweet, you know, mm-hmm. what were your thoughts on that? And your, your reply, I, I disliked it in the text <laughs> message, but I was, I was cracking up. Yeah. Well, I'm going to burst the Heat fans bubble a little bit, okay? Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson is not going to get you anything. Like, that is a – if you're trying to trade for an all-star, that is a trash package. I'm not going to lie. That doesn't mean that Hero sucks because he doesn't. You know, he's, what, 22 years old. He's a good player. But, dude, he's averaging 14 points a game in the playoffs. Like – he he's good, but he's not comparable to a player like Donovan Mitchell. Bro, he's just not consistent, man. Yeah. Like, and, and that's all I'm saying. Like, I think Hero is is a solid player. Like, and I think he'll be fine. I think he'll develop just fine. I'm not trying to trash him. What I'm saying is he's not comparable to Donovan Mitchell. And Duncan Robinson is a terrible contract that can't even get onto the floor in this series. So, like, yeah. why on earth would a team like the Jazz look at Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and be like, yeah, that's a good deal? I wouldn't trade anything for that. Yeah, I. And, but I, also, I, 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 you know, I don't. I think if there's if there is a trade to be made that will benefit the Heat, you know, Pat Riley's going to make it, and I trust yeah. his. I trust his judgment one hundred percent when it comes to yeah. You know, Pat Riley. In my opinion, Pat Riley's the best in the game. Like he yes. is, he is the. He, I mean, he has his misses, right? Duncan Robinson mm-hmm. and Kyle Lowry were both kind of a miss this year. You know, I mean, I think next year at this time, you guys are going to look at trading Precious for for Kyle Lowry is kind of like, that sucked. But, but notwithstanding, Pat Riley is the best in the game on a consistent basis. So, like, you guys are lucky. And Eric Spolstra is an incredible coach. He's a and top like, five coach. Yeah, and just top down, the Heat have an incredible infrastructure. And I'm jealous of it. I really wish, you know, that, like, the Jazz could be built like the Heat. But, I mean, you guys also benefit from having that beachfront real estate in Miami. You know, I think I think the Jazz would probably have a more successful track record if – if they weren't, if they, we didn't have snowy winters and 2.3% beer, <laughs> you know, that was good. Got a few I factors think, yeah. working against us. Or yeah, I think 3. the whole 2, Miami, I, I like, I think, um, 
I mean, for the Canes and recruiting, we always talk about how much of a much of an advantage like the city of Miami is and the whole lifestyle. When you talk about the heat and like free agency, I think that I think that is. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I yeah. like the whole Miami advantage. I don't think is that crazy of an an advantage in college football. Yeah. But like with the NBA, like it's I feel like like it's everything. Yeah, almost. Okay, so Mike is ready to go, but before we bring him in, we're gonna pay some bills. Money. And money, money. Money. Gotta buy some new clothes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet five dollars on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Come on, wait. Okay, so we now welcome on our old buddy, old friend. It has been a long time since we've talked to him, Mike McCoy. Mike, good to have you back on, brother. Gentlemen, 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 how you guys doing, man? Thanks for having me. Long time, like you said. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess, hold on. What's the score of the Heat game? I'm not watching it, but what's I'm, the score? I'm going to pull it up. I want to track this because I'm cheering for the Sixers unabashedly. Yeah. What about you, Mike? <laughs> Look, man. Okay, so here's man. the thing. Here's the thing about Mike. <laughs> Mike <laughs> is from Miami, <laughs> but he's a Bull fan. You, you're not a Heat fan, bro. And I like, okay, I'm from my, like, I'm from South Florida. I'm not a Dolphin fan. I'm not really a Marlin fan. But I feel like the Heat, if you're from South Florida, I feel like that's the one team you have to be a fan of. You want to know something, Marsh? I maybe, would, maybe I don't. I don't know. I would not mind if the Heat win 20 games a year until Jesus comes back. Okay? <laughs> I would not mind it. I cannot stand that franchise. And you want to you know what? I take that back. I can't stand their teams, even though I really like, like – I, like, I loved Wade. I love UD. It's these retarded fans down here that make it so bad, okay? So bad, all right? And I'm not going to get to that. I have a lot of details. Put it this way. Ray Allen was old and washed up before he got here, but he came, he comes here and it's like, oh, oh. same thing about Shane Battier, same thing about Lou Dang, and then Jimmy Butler's the worst teammate in the world. Oh, but he's everything that he needed when we saw him. He's not the worst teammate in the world. The media made him out to be a villain. <laughs> oh, 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 that's that's the take now. Okay, whatever. He I, I exposed the media. He's a hero. He's a pioneer. I know. I have only loved one team ever since I started liking basketball, and I still like them. Unlike Heat fans, I know that were Bulls fans at one point, but they switched over. I couldn't do it. So, Mike, question for you, because I am not going to disagree with you what you're saying about Heat fans. I'm definitely not. Um, <laughs> but what is that? I mean, they're the same people that cheer for Canes fans. So what does that say about us, yeah. man? All across the board, Marsh knows this. You know this. I'm not. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I can say that because I am a Miami Hurricanes fan. I can't say sports yeah. fan. You know, I like to see the Dolphins win. I don't hate them. I despise the Heat. I'm a, I'm a Niners fan, but yeah. uh, Miami sports fans are terrible. Canes they fans really are. are. 
I feel Kane's like you guys can see. Miami can Heat, like, not can. just Miami Heat fans, but Miami sports fans. Like we, we are, we are all, um, you know, at, at with in some part, in some way, you know, Miami sports fans. They are bad. They're terrible. And I it like, drove, and it dro- I know the traffic is awful. Like I've lived there. I know, yeah. you know, going down Biscayne Boulevard during, like thirty minutes before tip off is hell. Right. I just get there before the game starts. Like I, <laughs> it pains my soul to see a half-filled AAA in the first quarter in the playoffs. I hate that. <laughs> I mean, it's still a loud place, one of the toughest places to play when it's a packed house. Nice to see everybody when they have this white hot stuff. I, I, and like I said, there's players on that team that I've historically historically liked. I, I, I didn't dislike so that team with that, you know, that Jamal Mashburn, Timmy, Vashon Letter team. They were fun to watch, but it was also great to see them lose after Allen Houston bounce all over the rim. You know, that was great. I loved it. Yeah, was it? Yeah, was it <laughs> okay? Anywho, um, speaking of Miami sports fans, I actually want to. This is a good segue. This wasn't on the rundown, but we talked. You talked about how the AAA can be one of the best home court advantages. You know, when it's packed. I think starting I think in the second quarter. I think <laughs> I think we could say the same thing for Hard Rock Stadium for the Canes when it's full. Mike, what are your thoughts? on this whole stadium talk with the Ruizes and we love the Ruiz family. Very grateful for them. But what are your thoughts on um, the whole stadium talk? Do you think we need our own stadium? Um, Like I, I I love hard rock. So, yeah. Yeah. I listen, it, it took me a long time to like hard rock because the whole thing of how and why the OB came down for a garbage baseball team that doesn't deserve you know, they deserve to be sold to Russia for a penny, okay, for quite honestly. Um, I, I hated that. I hated the whole story behind how and why the OB came down. But we have a state-of-the-art stadium for NFL football and college football. I've grown to love it, all right? And I think the clincher was that Notre Dame game. Like, we know what Hard Rock can be like when it's packed. So, um, to answer your question... I was over it. I was ho- I was over the whole stadium talk. I really was because I'm like, okay, this is home. This is home and this is home and this is home until the lease is done. But then they came out and they were like, oh, we're trying to do something. So, you know, it started piquing my interest again. Does Miami need their own stadium? I'm going to say only if it's close to campus. Other than that, this whole renting out another stadium with a place, I, 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 I'm, for that, you stay at Hard Rock. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a problem with Hard Rock at all. And um, I really don't care if they don't, if, if the whole Ruiz thing, if it doesn't come through. I don't care because Hard Rock is good. And the players like it. Um, you know, uh, their Super Bowls played there for crying out loud. It's one of the best stadiums in the, in the country. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if we are good, and I do think that we are about to be good, if we can get, I mean, you get 55,000 people in there. I think it holds 65. But if you even get 55,000 in there, that place can be deafening. 100% agree. The acoustics in that place are awesome. They did a great job, you know, with the engineering and everything. It echoes for crying out loud. Yes. Notre Dame did And I think that a lot of, I mean, I know I definitely had a bad taste in my mouth um when we moved there because like if you think about it, the first eight years that we were in that stadium it was the old pro player yeah, exactly horrible yeah yeah no it was but a- now like they constructed in a way it's kind of like seattle's field almost where the where the sound yes. like 
bounces back onto the field. And I, bro, I love, 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 love that stadium. Some of the, like the loudest, some of the loudest crowds have been Kane's games at, at that place. I don't know. Do you, uh, and this is a question for both of you. If you had to put a guess, do you think that we get our own stadium sometime in the future? Go ahead, Jordan. Um, I'm going to guess no. And I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm just literally pulling that out of my hat. That's just a gut feeling. I, I just think no. I mean, I'm not a local. To, I'm not a South Floridian. But uh, just from what I hear people talk about, it just sounds like uh, the bureaucracy of finding space in South Florida because it's all filled in, you know, like so many people live down there in a tiny area. So there's not a lot of space to build one anyways. And then dealing with the politics and all the red tape and stuff. It sounds like it's going to be a Herculean task. If anyone can do it, it's probably the Ruiz family. Um, right. But I think the safer bet is no. So I'll just say no. I'm going to say, do I think they get one? Uh, only if it's a dirty deal. Like a bunch of, you know what? Here, just shut up. Give me these permits and here. Because yeah. who talks and you know what walks, Period. Period. That's the way of life. And Jordan, I know you don't live down here. There actually is. I mean, I know you've heard it in probably reading articles or, or, or watching, you know, uh, podcasts or whatever YouTube yeah. shows. Tropical Park, which is like walking. Di- I mean, not walking distance, but a nice, healthy jog from yeah. campus. That is the spot. There's high school games played there. There's a huge freaking parking lot where you can tailgate. You just, you know, make enough. You, you go ahead and build around that high school stadium. People are going to say, oh, the traffic in the area. Five weekends, six weekends a year. Shut your mouth. Be quiet. Yeah. It's right by campus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the only way I think it happens because, um, you know, the politics behind it, it is tough. But there is there was 100 percent is an area for it. Okay. And I, and and while I love Hard Rock, I think getting our own stadium like that close to campus, like I feel like it could obviously Miami is never going to be a college town, but I feel like players they enjoy that college town aspect or that that feel. And and obviously, you know, who wouldn't want to play on an NFL stadium every Sunday or Saturday? But I also think that getting our own stadium would kind of make UM a little bit more individual. I don't know. Would you agree, Mike? No, I 100% agree with that, dude. And like you said, it's closer to home. They can, um, there's going to be a lot more involvement in terms of student, student body, you know, that's one thing I hate about the student body at at the university of Miami. Like, you know, there's buses that that bus the students over. I took advantage of that plenty of times and they just go there to tailgate and then they'll leave like at halftime. And it sucks because even the basketball arena on campus, like they made such a big fuss for us to get it. And you can literally throw a rock from some of the dorms that are across from, 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 uh, What's the name of the state of the arena Wasco, on campus? Watco. And like the student section, which is not big at all, is like empty. It's like, come on, guys. Yeah. Uh, Miami students, like they, for the most part, they suck when it comes to stuff like that. But um, nerds. But also, I mean, it's a small you, student body. It, it, it is, but it's a small student section for basketball, for crying out loud. I mean, is that true? Isn't it? It's right behind, the, right behind one of the baskets, right? Well, I just thought of something that I want to bring up. Um, Sorry, I don't, I don't mean to interject, but before we stray too far. So back to your question about, about uh, what, what were you saying, Marsh, that like you think if, we, if Miami got a stadium of their own that it would like 
you know, be good for our program identity is what, what I'm yeah. thinking, you know, because you have like the Autzen zoo, um, you have, uh, you know, what's uh happy Valley, whatever this Penn state's, I can't think of any of the names of stadiums right now, yeah. but Penn state, you know, LSU, Alabama, Tennessee, uh, the horseshoe for the Buckeyes. Like these are programs where their identity is tied to their home field. Yeah. Um, but I was just thinking, and and uh, I loved it. I almost got the chills thinking about what could be with Mario Cristobal. Is it, dude? We've been NFLU. Like all we need to do is win. And how fitting for the University of Miami's identity is to be that we are the premier program that shares a pro stadium with an NFL team. Like we are NFLU. So come to Miami and you're pretty, you know, you're, you're like at the IMG of, of college teams where it's, you're not quite a college team, but you're not quite a pro team either. Right. It's like, you're in that gray area. You're so basically you're, like Alabama. Yeah. But, but you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that, like all we need to do is win and I think we could have an identity at Hard Rock. Yeah, no, no, 100, 100%. Like, I think if we win and that place is full, like, you, if you fill it up, like, because we always talk about, like, the Notre Dame game and that, like, three home game stretch where it was full, like, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, and then Virginia. The, the other half of those home games, like, it was half, you know, half full probably you even see, you sell out half of your home games and you have that identity. Yeah. That's a crazy thing. Bro. If you, if we start winning like this, all this home field advantage, like the rented stadium, all the, all that crap, like it'll go away. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that I believe it was either 2000 or 2001. I think it was the year that Miami won uh championship number five. The average attendance at the OB was like in the 40s. Yeah, bro. The only game that was full that year was Washington. There you go. There you go. So it's like, you know, even yeah. when we're winning, this the only is, time like, this is, like, it goes back to our point. Like, this is Miami sports fans. Yeah. yeah. And probably the only time that that place will get full is for a big time opponent. And that's yeah. really it. Well, and like, how much does Miami actually have in common with the other blue chip programs? in the sense that they are all college town teams. And yeah, like that's cool. That, that is a cool, very like slice of Americana, right. Is a tiny college town. Everyone's in the football stadium on Saturdays, um, you know, and, and just like the whole culture of, of a, you know, of an area revolves around college football, but that's not Miami at all. Like Miami is metropolitan. It's cutting edge. It's, it is, so, it is, yeah, it is, like the Miami program is the antithesis of what Alabama is and not in a bad way. It's just not the hometown good old boys club. It's, it's different. It's metropolitan. Right. So like, I don't feel like we need Bryant Denny stadium. I, I don't you know. disagree with that, man. I don't disagree. I see why you say that. It'll be core. It'll be great if we have it, but it's, fine if we don't it's no big deal i mean we're doing you know whatever and then i mean it's like it's like usc usc the coliseum you know it's very close to campus it's like a rock throw away from campus it's on campus basically yeah right and so you know theirs isn't on campus either but they're a small private school let me not say small i don't know if they're small but they're a private school in a metropolitan area they're not in a college town so it's like almost the same 
Yeah. And that stadium sucks. <laughs> Bro, like it's a cool, like historic venue, but having been to a game there, that place sucks. Dude, but wow. the thing is, is like, I think Miami fans were probably doing this because it's been so long, but I think we underrate the value of winning consistently. Like yes. you don't need anything else if you're winning. You don't need the best recruiters on the planet if you're winning. You don't need the best stadium on the planet if you're winning. You don't need the best facilities. You don't need the best college town. You don't need the hottest cheerleaders. Like if you're winning, that will attract high-level athletes. It just will. Winning takes care of all the other issues. And I and no, and that that is a very good point, Jordan. I think Miami fans they undervalue winning sometimes. Yeah. And to be fair, like it's because we haven't won anything worthwhile since 2004 or five. So, you know, it's like I was what 13, <laughs> actually younger than that. <laughs> it's funny you guys bring it up because that LSU peach bowl beat. Oh. That was terrible. Oh. It's funny. You bring that up. I think, cause I was, I think that was like Oh four, Oh five. And yeah, I was, was listening. I was listening to Jacob Hester today. Cause he's still running all over us in that yeah. game. He has a pretty good show on, on, on uh, ESPN radio. It's him. And I forgot who else. Some Ohio state player, Bob. I yeah. Forget. I know what you're talking about. Pretty good. But um, yeah, man, that's like the, let's not go there anyway. Uh-huh. Sorry. <laughs> Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright. Don't start. Don't start. Don't start. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I tweeted out yesterday, like, who should we have on fours up? And someone said, Kyle Wright. I wanted to throw up. That is my boy, man. I Shut up. Have, we need to have Marsh and Kyle Wright have a sit down and just, it needs to be on camera. <laughs> just talk out our differences. I'm like, yeah. Kyle, why did you ruin my childhood? I, I have a feeling that Marsh, Marsh would cry a little bit. Just like, you know, he'd have to let all the demons out. There'd be some tears, I guarantee it. I think you'd be surprised, man. I, I think you'd come away liking him. I honestly think so. I, I, I do, too. I mean, every time I talk to Lance Leggett about it or LeVon Ponder, they will always defend Kyle Wright. Because yeah. I, I, like, Jordan can attest, like, we've had both those guys on the show, yeah. and I I have to ask him about Kyle Wright. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, no, they always put like, a bad oh, for him, three, too. Like, he, you yeah. know, he had three offensive coordinators, things like that. I think it was like four or five. Because remember, he was here for five years. He redshirted. Yeah. So it was he was like, here for so long. It was minimum four. I know that for a fact. And the other thing is, I, I stand by this. Physical talent. I know, I know, I know, I know exactly what you're going to say. The most physically talented quarterback to ever walk the halls of the University of Miami. That probably, him and, it's between him and Vinny. Between him and Vinny. That's yeah. it. Golden arm. Mobile, everything you wanted, everything NFL. Oh God, bro, we got anyway. two quarterbacks on the roster that are better than Kyle Wright. I'm not saying that. I'm not <laughs> arguing. That. I'm talking about physical talents, like physical attributes. Yeah. Ugh. Do you guys, do you guys think Tyler goes top ten next year in the draft? Who? Tyler Van Dyke. If he has a monster year, hell yeah. Hell I mean, yeah. That- he just repeats. Like, like same, same caliber of year, same type of year as last year. Almost 30 touchdowns, five interceptions. Yeah. Possible. Oh, top 10 possible. But spread across a full season too. So those numbers would look. Yeah. I mean, well. cause he didn't start in uh, what the fifth game last yeah. season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, and, I, and his first two games were like, uh, looked like a true fr- or a redshirt freshman. Right. 
Yeah. And then the rest yeah. of the season, he looked like a Heisman contender. Honestly, dude, honestly, like after the first half against Virginia, yep. like Tyler so looked yeah. the part. They yeah. switched flips. It, it really was like after that, like that, his first, first half against Virginia, like, it, like if Andy makes that kick and like, yeah, I think top 10. I all the other quarterbacks coming out because there's going to be, he's probably not going to be the first quarterback taken. And, you know, we got to see who in the top 10 needs a quarterback. You know how the draft is weird. Yeah. Man. Is it uh, going to be Bryce Young and CJ Stroud? Yeah, Stroud. Stroud, Bryce Young can come out. I, I oh, yeah, Bryce Young. Third. Yeah, he, Bryce I Young is going to be the number one pick. Van Dyke should be quarterback three, in my opinion, though, because I, I yeah. mean, I saw a list that had him as like fifth or seventh or something, and I was just. No. no, was it that dude. big game boomer account? Probably. I mean, there's there's not even five quarterbacks in college football better than him. Bro, I, I don't I don't get the I don't get the 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 saying that Caleb Williams is better than him. No, I I don't I don't agree with that. Like Caleb, like I I like I, I think he played well at Oklahoma. Like I yeah. think he had like twenty three touchdowns, five picks. But I, I, like. I think you look at Tyler compared to Caleb and you come away saying Tyler, like mechanically maturity. I think he is the much better quarterback. Is it more right now? Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is like, is he going to match what he got last year without a guy like Charleston Rambo and like, even like a, a a lesser of a security blanket, like Mike Harley. Yeah. Well, you know how I feel about tight ends, right? And we're probably—I I assume we're probably going to touch on that later. I'm going to make it a point to touch on that later. But um, Gaddis loves tight ends. He okay? does. Um, Van Dyke's a smart quarterback. You know, tight ends are a quarterback's best friend, and we'll see. We'll see how how that turns out. But I, 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 I think it's going to be a, 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 a what's the word I'm looking for, or the phrase I'm looking for. Um, I think that ball is going to be spread out evenly. I don't. If like if you're gonna say okay, who's gonna be his go-to guy? It's probably gonna be X or a tight end. I, I think Restrepo is gonna lead the team in, in receptions. I mean, when this this is a perfect segue into what a, what I wanted to ask you about, Mike. Um, I'm assuming you watched the spring game. Um, you know, right off the bat, what were your thoughts on it? I, I want to ask you, like, since we're talking about the offense and Tyler, what were your thoughts on Tyler? Obviously, Gaddis isn't gonna show too much on offense. You know, in a spring game, it was very vanilla play calling, but I thought he, I thought they moved the ball well. What were your thoughts? They did. And, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say I hate spring games. It's just you know what you're going to get all the time. You're going to get, like you said, vanilla plays. It seems like we get that every year. And, you, I mean, it's exciting because, you know, but the other part is we had a lot of injuries too, man. So, yes, you get to see the guys behind that might have to get some snaps or what have you or whatever, but – the full throttle, like even if everybody was healthy, you're not going to get that. So um, to answer your to answer your question, uh, I was excited about the run game. I was excited about that. Uh, X looked good. We saw some tight end delays, which is like like whoa, like did that just happen? Like you know what yeah. I'm saying? So that was cool. the, the 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 way that they got Cleo Brantley the ball. I yeah. thought um, I thought yeah. that was very very telling, and I, I think he could play a part in the offense. I would love to see all these, all these tight end, you know, Skinner, hopefully Mallory comes back. Actually, he's already physically healthy. You know, obviously he's not on the field right now because, you know, summer yeah. workouts later, but I was at a sports conference on campus uh, like mid-April and he was there and I overheard him say that in three weeks he'd be cleared. So 
that's that. But um, I expect a lot of tight ends to be involved in the offense, man. Um, but yeah, that spring game, it was, it was whatever. And the only reason I give everything a C grade is because there was a lot left to be desired. Like we didn't see the whole shebang. You know what I'm saying? Guys injured and everything like that. But I mean, I was, I was, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I was pleased, I guess. Mario was. So if he is, I should be. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, one player on offense, one player on defense. Um, I'll start with you two um, that people are sleeping on. Mike, uh, I'll, I'll start with you, then Jordan. Um, let's start on offense. A player that, that people are sleeping on, then we'll name one for defense. Sorry about that. Um, I, I didn't even hear the question. I had to kind of deal with a two-year-old and a five-year-old. <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. Okay, so um, one player on offense and one player on defense that people are sleeping on. Sleeping on. Uh... I'm going first, Jordan. Yeah. Okay. Sleeping on offense. You better not take my answer. You better not take my answer. (laughs) Let me see if I can start with on defense. (laughs) Um, You know what? I think even though he had a good spring, okay, because in terms of like, you know, practices and everything like that, I think Al Blades is a forgotten man. Ooh, I like that. I think one. Al Blades yeah. is, is a forgotten man. I, uh, I, I, I had forgotten about him until you said me that. Me too. <laughs> me too. I wasn't thinking about him at all. I don't think we're going to see him at what position exclusively. I think we're going to see him at slot corner. I think we're going to see him at boundary. I think we might even see him at safety. We might, yep. I almost said striker. I think we may see him at what is it, Viper now? Uh, star. Star, sorry. We may see him at star. I think he's going to be an X factor and I think he's going to be a good, I think he's going to be a good one. I think he's underrated. Um, And it's his money year. It's his money year. You know, that that's a big thing. We've seen guys in the past that their money year, they kind of flipped the switch. I forget the safety that everybody was trying to hate on for a long time. Number 20 with the, with the long, with the locks. Uh, Oh, Knowles. I'm not going to say he turned around. I'm not going to say he turned it around his senior year, but it was, it was better than the first couple. You wow. Know what I'm that's, that's a name that I have not heard in about a year. So yeah. Robert Knowles. Right. Yeah. Oh, huh. Jordan, what do you think? So I'm going to go on offense. I'm, I'm going to go with Keyshawn Smith. I, I think he's our most proven returning wide receiver. Okay. Um, I just I think he's going to kind of be that that safety blanket. I mean, I I would need to look at numbers, but I imagine that he had the best statistics of any wide receiver coming back. You know, most yards, most receptions. Um, it wouldn't. Yeah, I, I think he I think he does. It wouldn't surprise me to see Tyler kind of kind of lean on Keyshawn Smith. Um, you know, is is kind of like a possession rece- receiver type role, but. Yeah, I, so I'm, I'm going to go with Keyshawn on offense. And then uh, the guy that I always cape for on this podcast on defense is Gil Frierson. It was yes. our pretty much ended the 2020 season as our best player on defense after yeah. Jalen Phillips, you know, opted out of the rest of the year. Right. And uh, yeah, I have, n- I still would love to see the, uh, the 30 for 30 on how Gil Frierson barely got any snaps <laughs> last year. 
<laughs> but uh, um, for that terrible, terrible defense. But whatever. I like he's good. Whatever. He's good, and I refuse to believe anyone that tells me that he's not good. And I think he, he's, he's going to show out this year. He's very good. Like he's he's taking the, the linebacker full throttle, right? Like that's his position now. Am I right or am I wrong? Um, I think that the, I think he's going to start at star. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I think if you have Avante and James at safety and Frierson at star, I think that is the best case scenario for defense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm with it. I mean, I like those two playmakers in the in the secondary, and then just like Jordan said, like the I, I think he's the most well-rounded, all-around defensive player that we have. Obviously, I, I you know most experienced, I'd say, um, and just and fundamentally sound. Also, I mean, my favorite play from the spring game was uh, a fourth and one, where Farson just shot out from the side, and and you know I think uh, was it Thad or Parrish in the in the who was that running back? But Farson just stuck him, man. Yes. And, yeah, uh, I can't remember who the running back was. I can't remember who it was. But Mike, who's your uh, who's your guy on defense? Or wait, do you uh, give uh, an offensive or defensive player? I, I said Blade. So on offense, yes. the reason I'm going to say this is because of the lack of height at receiver, especially when it comes to red zone threats. We've heard some maybes about Skinner being that guy, but it's time for Michael Redding to kind of to, to to do it, man. Wow. It's, it's, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, like he's really good in 50-50 balls. He's re- that we've seen that we've seen that at least I've heard about it. You know, in practices and everything like that. But if everybody got a clean slate. I mean, athletically, he's like a nice possession receiver. He's got all the tools and everything. So I know that everybody's talking about Key and X and Frank Ladson and and all of that, and and rightfully so. And who knows? We may just get that UCF the Robinson guy, that receiver that that was on I campus. Think we will. Hey, listen, I, Mario Close is great. It seems like everybody that comes on campus leaves here a cane well, or these, whatever. I hear, okay, sorry to cut you off, but I um, here's a stat for you. I think Gabby tweeted it or he said on his podcast that every transfer portal player that has come and visited Miami since Coach Cristobal has been there, except for one, has committed Miami. <laughs> I mean, the guys batting wow. like nine hundred. It seems like you know. Well, and, and 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 they've added, I think, like eleven or twelve players from the portal. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, it's, it's insane. I was looking it's, at the list the other day, and I mean, a lot of them are trench guys, which I love. You know, yes, most of them are trench guys on both sides of the ball. But I'm gonna go ahead and say Redding because he's a bigger receiver. I would love to see him in a jump ball situation in the red zone. Six two body athlete. You know what I'm saying? And he's mm-hmm. been here a while. Fresh start. Hell of a receiver coach. Hell of a quarterback, match made in heaven as a guy that can probably say, oh, we forgot about number 83, if that's still his number. I have always, always been a fan of Mike Redding. Coming out of IMG, I thought he was going to be like an absolute stud. I think he was part of Tyler's recruiting class, so class of 2020, and I was just a big, big fan of Redding. Going forward, you know, I, I don't know how much he's going to play. I would, you know, you never hope that a player is, you know, just not going to do anything, but I would yeah. love to see him play. Uh, for me, on defense, I'm going to, hmm, I'm going to pick a guy that was part of Blades and Fireson's recruiting class. I, this is going to be crazy. I'm going to go with DJ Ivy. I don't blame you. I think I DJ Ivy had a really good spring game. I think people kind of 
bash on Ivy a little bit too much. I think that he has been, you know, he hasn't obviously been consistent, like so consistent that, I mean, obviously I'm mentioning him in a player that people don't talk about, but I think, you know, coach Adai is a really good defensive backs coach. I think, you know, this is his money year. Like Mike was saying, I think DJ plays very well this season at cornerback. And so, um, and then on offense, I'm torn between saying Will Mallory and Zion Nelson. I was going to say Will Mallory. You don't have an obsession with that guy. I love him. Okay, bro. That's why I said you better not take my answer. Bro, I remember we were doing his radio show on WVUM. For like three years ago, talking about how Mallory, like this was Mallory's breakout year. Um, I do think it's just, you know, staying healthy and being consistent because, I mean, Mallory, like, I don't know why he, I don't know why it takes until the second part of the year to really get going. Like he had that really bad drop against App State. Then he dropped a touchdown against Michigan State. But then he got it going. He had that long touchdown against Pitt. I think he scored against NC State. Like, Mallory has so many weapons, and, like, he has so many tools that he can be a great tight end. And then Zion Nelson, I think people kind of forget about how good of a season he had last year or how strong he closed out, you know, last year. And I think we have forgotten. Well, and I think that we kind of just assume that the Canes offensive line is going to be bad just because of, you know, the past few years. But – we tend to forget that we have a potential and hopeful first round draft pick at left tackle. And so, you know, and if you look at coach Mirabal and what he's done in the past few years with his offensive lineman, I mean, you saw what happened with Penny Sewell. I'm not saying Zion Nelson's Penny Sewell. You know, he didn't <laughs> come from the great state of Utah like Sewell, but um, I think, I think people are, are not, um, realizing what a weapon we have at, at, at left tackle. So um, there's two more things I wanted to get to Mike and Jordan. Um, the lines came out for the Miami, Texas A&M game. A&M opens as a nine point favorite. Are you guys surprised? No. Nine point favorite. That's a lot of respect for Miami. If you ask me. That's a lot of respect for AM if you ask me, bro. Like, I mean, they, they were just a game better than us last season. Yeah. Yeah, they beat, yeah, they beat Alabama, but like whatever. A game better in, in, in a conference that they probably played, you know, some I don't know what their schedule was. I don't know who their wins came against. I mean, they're in they're in the SEC West, so <laughs> Oh, that's true. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, look, um, a road game, and remember last year, another this is what, the third year in a row? That we've opened the season against an SEC opponent. It was the Gators. Well, well, they're not. They're not our opening game. Oh, that's right. That's right. They're like the third game. They're, you're right. You're right. My bad. I think it's September twenty second. Because I was gonna say you're right. I don't know why I have that. Why I don't know why I think that's like a, the opening game. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, the 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 team should be kind of both teams should kind of have their feet, you know, wet at that point, and you know, everything should kind of. Hopefully, there's no injuries. I am shocked. I am shocked because I'm just used to it going the other way around. I'm used to it going the other. Give me one second, guys. You're good. Sorry about that. But um, uh, I don't. I don't know how I feel about it, man. Ask me. Ask me after game two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ask me after game two. 
I bought my plane ticket there, or I have a game ticket. I don't. I haven't bought my plane ticket because I don't know where I'm going to be living in September. But <laughs> I, I am so confident about that game. I am incredible. Like, and Mike Jordan, you guys know me probably better than any two uh, people on Kane's Twitter. Like, you guys have done the most shows with me on Kane's Twitter. I'm not one to sit. I'm not one to be overly confident about the Canes, but. I am very, I, I just like A&M doesn't strike fear in me. I just, I just don't like if we were going to Georgia or even to, uh, I don't know, another SEC school, but I'd be a little bit more worried. But right now, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But you, um, it's not A&M that strikes fear in me. It's, it's Jimbo. It's yeah. Jimbo. He knows, guy, he knows us. I mean, again, that's going back to because wasn't he the coordinator at LSU? Going back to the Peach Bowl, I think he was a coordinator for that game. Was he? Yeah. Was he okay. part and then, of Russell's offensive coordinator? Listen, I'm pretty sure it was. If we Google it, I, I think that's what I think he was there. And then we all saw what he did at FSU and everything. So it's not A and M. They're still yeah, have, you know, uh, a nice collection of talent and that like best recruiting class of all time. Not all of those guys are going to touch the field. So um, it's, it's just him. He's a quarterback whisperer. He knows how to, for crying out loud, he made, he made, uh, what's his name look good? Uh, Kristen Ponder looked good. He made, he made, uh, 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 what's the guy? Emmanuel, Emmanuel look, he made them first rounders for crying out loud. <laughs> I mean, oh. yeah. Jordan, and Jordan, didn't EJ Manuel get drafted by the Bills? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Jimbo was the offensive coordinator for that LSU team. So, so he owns Miami, basically. Yeah, he there does. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. Okay, Jordan, I need a, I need a score check. Oh, for the Heat. Eighty to sixty-three, Miami. Ten minutes left. I really need the 76ers to come through, man. Well, I, I, I know that I know that Danny Green was out, so that that hurt him. Well, I, I just, just need him. I need Jimmy to throw a tantrum, and then uh, <laughs> and have the refs award Philly the game. Yeah, I I just need I need Butler to force his way out, and then you guys can have Donovan Mitchell, and I'll take Jimmy Butler off your hands. I will oh, say, do you the I, service. I will say I am nervous about having to play either Bo- or Milwaukee or Boston. Yeah. I am not yeah. very confident about that. Just because like, just because of the inconsistent help besides on offense, besides Jimmy Butler. Dude, I, is, as much as it pains me to say this, I'm about to puke in my mouth, but yes, I keep it real. Like Miami, they are one of the few teams in the NBA that play basketball the right way. They yes. don't have, they don't have, and, and look, Jimmy Butler is my favorite player. Okay. Obviously he was, a, he was a Bulls uh, on the Bulls before this and all that stuff. I called him being an all-star in 2011 and I got laughed at, but look who's laughing now. But um, <laughs> long story short, they can get it. This is good and bad. They don't have because Jimmy Butler's not a first option on a championship team. I'm sorry. As he's not. I love him, he's not. So the, the and if he's their best player or Bam, none of those guys are. They're I don't think they're first options on championships teams. So the fact that you can get it from anybody on every night, that's a good thing. But you need that guy that can go get you a yeah. bucket, you know. And Jimmy can do that, but 
he's not a first option on a championship winning yeah. team. And so Kyle Lowry, the hamstring, those things linger. That sucks. Uh, yeah. Is what's his name going to be available? Assuming uh, Milwaukee comes out of the series, uh, Middleton. Middleton? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about Middleton. I don't know. I I don't love that Milwaukee matchup for the Heat, though. I uh, I mean, I'm sure if I'm wrong that I will get absolutely blasted on Twitter for saying this, but but I I really think Heat are going to run headfirst into a brick wall if they play Milwaukee uh. next round. The thing with Milwaukee is not only, I mean, the height, you got Portis, you got Brooke, you got Giannis. They play them at the same time sometimes. Yeah. And and those guys, they could all shoot. Even Giannis has got an improved jumper. So it's not like, oh, yeah. they're big. He was draining them last night, well, man. That, that's, what, that's what I want to know is like, if the Heat have the, or if the Bugs have the ability to throw Giannis, to throw Chris Middleton, to throw Drew Holiday, uh, to throw Bobby Portis at Jimmy Butler, you know, for 48 straight minutes, who, who else is helping on offense? Like how, explain to me how the heat score more than 90 points, you know, like that, that's what I want to know. And if someone answers the question, like if Tyler hero scores 25 a night, then okay. Then, you know, like, I'm not saying he can't, what I'm right. saying is that that's what I want to see. If, the heat have a chance, right? Someone will need to do that. Kyle Lowry will have to be retro Kyle Lowry. Uh, Tyler hero will have to go nuclear. You know, bam will have to stop being so passive, you know? Yeah. I just like somebody will have to step up because from what I've seen from the heat so far, I think Milwaukee is going to give them absolute fits in this playoffs, but the past doesn't always write the future, right? Like just right. because everyone around Butler has been inconsistent thus far, doesn't mean that that has to be the rule for next series. I hear that. No, I hear that. And, and listen, uh, the Heat are a good team, man. I, yeah. I, 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 I give them that they are, you know, they're, they're, they play defense hard. It's just, it's about matchups. It's a, you can't, yeah. you know, it's going to be, and you know how a series is after the second after the first half of the first game, you know what's coming. You know what's coming. So it's not what you do, it's how you do it, right? And, you know, it's about coaching at that point. I will give the advantage to co- uh, of coaching to Miami. Suppose a top-five coach Agreed. in the NBA. The Heat fans wanted fired, Marsh, okay? The Heat fans <laughs> wanted fired not too long ago, for crying yeah. out loud, which is ridiculous. I was not, I was not one of those idiots. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is the same team that said F Dwayne Wade. The same fans that said F Dwayne Wade. Go to Chicago, traitor. <laughs> oh, he, he's coming back. Oh, oh, Wade's coming. I can't stand that goddamn fan base. I can't stand them. <laughs> I can't stand them. Hey, you want to know what they are to me? They are Cowboys fans for Stephen A. Smith. He fans for to me are Cowboys fans. <laughs> Maybe you're different. Maybe you're not that cowboy fan, but you we all know how he has how he loathes cowboys fans. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean he's right, and you are right about heat fans. Like <laughs> I don't know why all the teams that I like, I like they just have the worst fan base. <laughs> you know you know what's funny to me though is uh I'm just gonna give one little laugh barb to the Heat Faithful. Is how, uh, you know, Dwayne Wade buys a piece of the jazz. Mickey Harrison puts out a statement. He's like, we gave Dwayne the same offer. You know, like we wanted him. He's family. And Dwayne is just like, yeah, 
and Heat fans totally don't even acknowledge it. They just I do, like, I do, I don't do. even acknowledge it. They're just like, no, Heat lifer. It's like, well, he chose not you. He chose literally <laughs> anyone but you. Utah, the Jazz. Yeah, I'm not gonna pretend like like that was a logical choice for Dwayne Wade. He chose anyone but the Heat to have ownership in. I mean, at least it wasn't Shut Knicks up. or Philly or or. <laughs> Bro, if he would have picked Philly, oh. <laughs> or the bro, Knicks, bro, Philly yeah. and Boston, yeah. like any other of the twenty-eight NBA teams, like or thirty NBA teams, but oh, those are those two teams. I just I can't stand yeah. either. Like I can't stand any team from either of those cities. I hate yeah. them. If, wow. But to, if it makes Heat fans feel better, though, so or the, the Prince- Knicks. Oh, the principal Sorry, owner of the jazz is some tech guy. He's like 40 years old named Ryan Smith. And he's probably the worst owner in the NBA. And you can't see it yet, but everyone will see it in the next few years. Cause we'll be the Sacramento Kings. Uh-huh. Um, it's going to be bad. Like the jazz will be biblically terrible because of how bad Ryan Smith is as an owner. So I'd rather have Mickey Harrison. I don't say that much. Okay. Yeah. I love Mick. I'd rather bring back the Maloof brothers to own the Jazz than Ryan Smith. <laughs> the Maloof brothers. Wow, what a blast from the past. That was good. That was yeah. good. Okay, so to wrap up, um, as we are in the offseason, we are, we are doing these top five lists we used to do um, uh, last year or the year before, whatever. But today, you guys know I love heartbreak as a sport. Yeah, fan. yeah, yeah. I love it. I love sure. talking about it. And so we're going to bring up our worst losses as a basketball fan. Uh, we're not talking uh, football losses because we have, we have covered that. Basketball losses could be Canes basketball, could be NBA, could be your high school senior year where you missed that free throw in the, you know, against your rival. But it could be anything. Um, but let's just do a roundtable. Jordan, you start. Um, do you want me to start at five or do you want me to start at one? Start at five. Hmm. Or start, just start, start with any. Okay. I can tell you what the worst is right now. And it's still Let's fresh start. in my mind. And it was last year's game six, Jazz Clippers. And that was at home, right? Uh, I think so. I think but, it was. I mean, yeah, but what, what was so, I'll tell you why it was so heartbreaking for me is that so Quinn Snyder has this propensity to be thoroughly outcoached, right? Yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, during a playoff series, both coaches are kind of making some tweaks, you know, kind of adjusting what they're going to do, how they're going to, you know, try to solve the other team. It's like a puzzle, right? And Quinn Snyder, for whatever reason, has no ability to make adjustments, has no ability to change his game plan, has no ability to counteract the uh, adjustments that other coaches make. And so Jazz went up 2-0 in the series. They won both games on the road in L.A. Kawhi Leonard's healthy, you know. Um, and I, if I'm correct, I don't think Mike Conley was even playing. I don't so, think so. I, yeah. I remember watching that series last yeah, year. At that point, my head is the size of Jupiter because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, Jazz just won 60 games. We're killing the Clippers on the road. 
Oh no. So it would have been at home that because we were the one seed. Um, but anyways, by the end of game four, I had seen it before and I'm like, okay, like the jazz are toast, <laughs> you know, the jazz are toast because we have been solved. We, as you know, like Ty Lu has solved the jazz. So by game four, it's two, two. I'm like, this series is over. I, I want you to think about the statement that you just said. Ty Lu has yeah. solved the jazz. <laughs> yeah. We've been thoroughly outmaneuvered in the chess game of basketball by Tyron Lue by game four. And so anyways, game five at the end, Kawhi Leonard tears his ACL. Now I never cheer for a guy to get hurt. So, but as a, you know, you guys get what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So going into game six, I'm like, okay, tides have turned. We're going to win this series again. Even though I had known, you know, I had already called the series. And of course we get obliterated in game six. And so that's why it was heartbreaking is because I knew that we were going to lose. I convinced myself otherwise. And then it happened anyways. And it was just, it was so gutting, dude. It really sucked. Was that the, uh, was that the second round? Yeah, it was. And as you can see how bad the jazz just completely blew up this year. Like it totally (laughs) broke the franchise mentally. So now we have to, I know. Now we have to trade one of our all stars. Wow. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Mike, That's what do I got? You go ahead, Mike. So I'm bad at ranking this stuff. Like I could tell you five bad ones, heartbreaking ones, but in terms of five, four, three, two, one, that's hard. So I'm just gonna go. All right, I'm just gonna go. Yeah. So there was <laughs> there was um I'm gonna start with this is this goes back to high school. All right. And this is this is a basketball loss. It's not a basketball game. This is a basketball loss. And I'll tell you what I mean by it. So we we're we're at practice, right? Wrapping up practice. And I'm just shooting free throws on my own. Shooting free throws on my own, shooting free throws on my own. And this is my this is my junior year. So uh, one of the girls, she's a ball, and I know her first and last name, but I'm not gonna put her out there. <laughs> I'm not gonna put her out there because I mean this is a small world. And so she was the wrestling coach's stepdaughter, daughter or stepdaughter. I can't remember. So she just finds her way into the gym and she's helping me, you know, with the free throws as they come out. She's, you know, just tossing them back to me and everything like that. And and I'm like, all right, it's time to go. I'm leaving. She was like, all right, one more. I'm like, okay, one more. And I wasn't, I'm not a bad free throw shooter, but I guess I don't do good with pressure. So she said, Mike, make this free throw. And I have a feeling she meant it, guys. She said, I will give you, she used the word massive, okay? I will give you massive, I'll just say fellatio, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, okay, all right. And I choked. I missed it. No! Missed it. <laughs> I missed it. So that I took that L, man. I, 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 that's probably number one on the list. Wow. So that, that, was that, that was a story that I was not expecting to hear, but I am so glad that you told it. I mean, you brought up high school, so I said, you know what? That's one I'll never live down. I, I can never forget that. Oh, one, so. that is so bad. No? I'm sorry. Um, yeah, that was bad. So that's <laughs> one. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> There was a um, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna talk. King. 
I'm going to talk Kane's basketball. So Lonnie Walker's freshman year was what, 2017, 18, I think. So yeah. Coach Cope takes us. I think we, you know, we, we, we did make it to, to the to NCAAs and we lost in the first round to what's that team? Yeah, from I think the, the, the old ladies team. The Loyola, was it Loyola? Loyola, Chicago, or whatever. Yeah, it's like, yeah. and it's the way we lost that game. We didn't play the greatest game. It was okay, a Lonnie Walker. It was a buzzer beater. Yes, it was yeah. terrible. Lonnie Walker didn't play a great game. That one sucked. Okay, because I remember because I was in Boise at the fir- at first round games. I was watching Arizona or Kentucky or someone, and I was watching on my dude. I was so pissed. That yeah, Loyola won that game, bro. I had to walk around the concourses of that Boise Arena, the Taco oh, Bell Arena. <laughs> That's what it's called, Jesus. Christ. Yeah. That's what Run it's for called. The- do they have Jesus. a Taco Bell? Do they have a Taco Bell in the arena? I, I don't know. Is there a Taco Bell in Idaho? Jesus. <laughs> oh yeah, bro. Come on. That's how I lived in college. Dude, that is the nicest restaurant in Idaho. Actually, is Taco Bell. <laughs> I know from experience. It's no, five I've star actually by, five star by TripAdvisor. <laughs> I have to say, of all the Taco Bells I've ever been to, the Taco Bell by Idaho State University in Pocatello, Idaho, is probably the best one I've ever been to. So, and and that is probably the worst town in America. Yeah. Next time you drive through Pocatello, Idaho, make sure you stop at Taco Bell. Bro, I've driven, I've made that drive hundreds of times. Anywho, okay, I have two that could honestly rank as the worst. 92, the one, 92 to 90, Marsh. Four minutes left. What? <laughs> 92 to 90. James Harden is just lightning right Billy now. Billy came back? 92 to 90. Four minutes, 38 seconds oh, left. Oh, wow. Yeah, we lost. Oh, they it's just over. hit a three, dude. They just hit a three. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. No, I, I wouldn't be surprised, bro. Maxi is probably going to hit a... Oh. I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. It's 92 to 76. Four minutes left. <laughs> it's over. Play that music. Dude, what are the 76ers going to do this offseason, man? Like, Harden Harden's should just crumble into hell. <laughs> Harden's like <laughs> terrible, man. Harden's going to score 11 points in a closeout game. Good. Oh, oh, that's what it is for him. Jesus, because he's wearing that stupid number one. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna give him because I gotta see it more than once. You know what I'm saying? Oh, everybody's yeah. saying he lost it. I gotta see it more than once. Kind of yeah. like we're gonna see Bama lose more than once in a championship game for, to, to to claim that you know they don't have it anymore. If he yeah. comes into next off uh, after you know next season healthy and in shape and motivated and motivated, I think we I think we see a different Philly. You know what I'm saying? I but if not. Then you know what I, I'm not ready to write the ship off on Harden yet. Not yet. Well, I mean, okay. he's got to come to a point where like it's just Stop like dribbling I, for twenty seconds. You mean? Or, yeah. or just like I feel like he just ha- he like he has to find some like stability in his career, man. Yeah. Like, because the last, like, year has just been insane for him. You know, like here's my theory on Harden. Okay, so, like, he's been doing the thing where he purposefully gets out of shape and doesn't care. You know, he's probably indulging in all sorts of substances and all sorts of gentlemen's clubs. Um, You can only, like, gain weight and then lose weight for so long. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like he probably did that for Brooklyn to get out of Brooklyn. And then he had tried to turn it on. It's like, oh. He's 32 now or 33 yeah, or whatever. He's going to have to, he's going to have to retire due to, he's, he's going to retire due to metabolism issues. As, as the great DJ Khaled would say, he played himself, you know, like, like he got out of shape one too many times. 
It's totally possible, man. Okay, I have I have two losses that that I know every Heat fan is either going to have at, at at least my age Heat fans because I know that older Heat fans like the Knicks series like in the nineties, you know, like the Allen Houston one. I know my dad like the he you was know. at that game and he said that was like the most because uh, oh, uh, I because I think the Heat were the number one seed that year in the East um, when when Houston hit that shot, but the first game. 2005, Wade's second year, Shaq's first year there, Pistons at home, game seven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bro, I cried my eyes out after that game. I was so pissed because, bro, I I mean, I know that you were, Mike and Jordan, like, you guys know basketball more than that. I mean, I used to be, I used to follow like basketball a lot more closely than football, but you guys remember those Pistons teams. I don't see any way that we should have lost to them at home. Freaking Tayshawn Prince's lanky ass. Um, But whatever this second one, it could be the, my, my worst loss, even as a sports fan. Yeah. This is my number one game six. When the Mavericks closed in Miami, beautiful bro. <laughs> JJ Barea. Oh my gosh, bro. JJ Barea. I think like a 55 year old Jason Kidd was on that team. Yeah. Sean Marion yep. and Dirk just like blowing by Chris Bosch. Like it was Jason absolutely Terry, Jason Terry lighting it oh up. Oh my gosh. Bro, you know what's crazy is the Mavs team that the Heat beat in 06 was better than the 2011 team. The 2011 Mavs team that beat the Heat. Wait, you're saying say it again? So the uh, so the Mavs and the Heat have played in the finals twice before. Right, the first right. time in 06 with Dirk, Jason Terry, Josh Howard, all those guys. I think that team was better than the 2011 team that actually won the championship. Well, I mean, Is that crazy? yeah, I, I mean, uh, took all those uh, free throws from Dwayne Wade to beat him. So. <laughs> You did not just say that. Yeah. I see why you say that. I see why you say that. I mean, the team that that won it in what was it, 2011? Yeah. Look at the all-time three-pointers made list in NBA history, and there's a lot of guys that were on that team. Jason Terry, yeah. like say top 25 three-pointers made in NBA history. Kid is top 10. Yep. Dirk is on that list. Jason Terry, I believe, is on that list. There was a bunch of those guys. Terry was also a lot younger and maybe even better in 06, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, I Jerry mean, Stackhouse, Marquise Daniels? Stackhouse, I think Stackhouse is in the top 25 of, of career three-pointers made, but they had at least three of them. But I see why that 06 team, I mean, they're both both teams were constructed very well, and they had a good coach. They had a good uh, a head coach as well. I like... um. Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. What's his name? Ray Carlisle. Yes, I really like. I like Carlisle a lot. Yeah, whatever. But, Mike, uh, to, an- to answer what you were saying, five dudes in the top twenty-five. Five of them. Name them. Name them. Dirk. Yep. Kid. So Terry Carter at six. Terry at seven. Uh, Dirk at thirteen. No, Kid at twelve. Dirk at thirteen. And Stoyakovich at twenty-five. Stoyakovich was on that team. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. And and a lot of those yeah. guys got that wait, was Vince was on the destiny though. Vince was on that team? Yeah, well yeah. Vince was on that team? Yeah. Oh, I bro, I think Tracy McGrady was on that team. 
No, Trace, no, 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 but no, I think McGrady was actually on the Spurs team that beat Miami. That lost. Yeah. No, he's on the team that lost, I think. Good. I, I think <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> I love T Mac. I love T Mac. That Mavs team though was like the team of destiny, though. I mean, they kind of slammed uh Slammed the door shut on Kobe's like run, bro. Like, they you know I mean? swept the Lakers that year. The Lakers yeah, and, for the three peat, and that was essentially the end of Kobe's career of meaningful basketball. Like he was awesome. kind of done after that. Ninety-seven, eighty-three. Two minutes left. So a little spurt. A little oh, spurt. That's there. so big, bro. Well, game little... four. If we have, if we would have lost this series, game four might have been on this list. When we shot five for about fifty from three, dude, what's Bam's deal? He only took five know. shots tonight. I like. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I am not. People think I'm a Bam hater always because I'm arguing Bam versus Gobert on Twitter. I'm not a Bam hater. I actually think he's a tremendous talent. But why is he so passive, dude? Every time I watch him, it's like he only takes I have a five shots. Like, dude, with Bam, he's. That's I, I, you know what? I think that's kind of. I don't know if this is going to sound bad, but the heat way, because Jimmy Butler was not as much of a, of a passing basketball player. That he, he passes up so many good shots. He does. It pisses me off. Yeah. It pisses me off because I was like, Jimmy, what are you, what are you doing? And I get it. They move the ball. Well, like I said earlier in the show, like the heat play ball the right way. And they're one of the few teams to do that. You know, they play like that in the NBA. But Jimmy, shoot, there's times that he passes it. I'm like, shoot the ball, dude. Like, yep. whatever. But that's probably Especially if your teammates aren't making their shots. Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, but it's all right. We're going to beat the Bucs. We're going to go to the finals. One more game I just wanted to say was from that 2011 finals was game two when we blew a 15-point lead with about six minutes left at home. Remember that game? Huh? You remember? I don't. But if you guys yeah, lost. Yes, you I- do. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Like it, I, I think it was ninety-eight, ninety-six was the final. Like yeah, oh, we're up fifteen. Yes, we're up fifteen, and like to take the lead, Dirk just blew past Bosch like it was nothing. Left yeah, hand layup. Uh, anywho, good show, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, hey, Mike, hang out with us for a sec after we're done. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, um, good show, guys. Yep. I had a lot of should we uh, should we give them the go canes before we head out? Let's do it, Mike. Thanks for coming on. Uh, we love all you listeners, and uh, go buy our merch and go canes. <laughs> go canes, go canes, boys. Thanks for having me, man.